Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to CarnivorousCreations.com. Remember Carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic, screen-accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. So I wanted to... Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 89 of Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. As always, I am here with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. Hello. That's like our... That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if we're like... What? Abby always says, what's up, guys? What's up, Mm -hmm. guys? And Jake says, hello. 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 It's weird. I always... 80... However many episodes, eighty nine episodes, I always feel weird saying hi or hello or what. It just yeah. that part of the show, yeah, seems weird to me to have to say hello every time. It's like the beginning of a phone call. Like I'm always gripped with weird anxiety. I'm it's like, just weird. Yeah, it's eighty nine episodes in, and it still happens. It still, happens. yeah. Hello, hello, hi. Because I'm saying it to oh. you two. It's Hi. weird talking. I think it's because it's that moment where I envision Hi. everybody and there's like a like an audience because obviously I've been talking to you guys, but now I'm thinking of everyone that's listening. You have to picture the listeners. Well, are I'm naked. thinking of them naked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, um, I think even if I'm not doing public speaking, I just imagine that all people I meet every day are naked. Well, doesn't Late. everyone? Sure. Is that well, what I, people that's do? That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. So. Um, <laughs> except for animals like cats and dogs. I'm like, I wonder what that. Dog. I put clothes on them in my head. Yeah, what I mean, like, <laughs> what do you a, look like with pants on? I ran into a gold retriever. I was like, I'm picturing you in a suit right now, and it's very funny. You look good. Um, so I wanted to bring this up at the top of the episode. Um, I was combing through YouTube the other day, and I found this interview from a couple months ago with Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. And I was just, Abby was in the other room, and I just kept laughing because everything he said was the most ridiculous thing that I had ever heard uh-huh. before. Um, I can't remember. I'll try to find some clips and upload. What was the Didn't one? Didn't he talk about acid at one oh, point? Oh, yeah. Like just acid just sprinkle the clips in throughout this episode, I, I like, I, randomly. There's, yeah. yeah, because there's one clip where they're talking about drug use, and he goes, well, I haven't taken acid since 1977. And then he, like... <laughs> And then, but so that's not that was that stuff was funny, and I and I do want to pull those clips because a, a classic Dan Aykroyd modern interview uh, clip is is something that brings a lot of enjoyment to 
my heart. Right, but wasn't he also right. making like campaign promises for like an upcoming movie or something that yeah. was going to star? <laughs> of course he was. Course star he was. Taylor Swift, so, as I recall. Oh yeah, so that's what so I wanted why? to bring up. Like fighting the KKK. So is that what it was? <laughs> it was, but like we shouldn't say anything else and just leave it at that. Okay. Um, just like do a random insert. Yeah. Of the quote. No, he was talking about how he was floating the idea for his Blues Brothers like reboot again, wow. which would would be called Soul Sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, it's let's just so you're talking female reboot, female reboot. Okay, that always works. And uh, he was talking about it. He said he actually wrote the script, and he's like, and he's like talking about it. And he said he wanted Taylor Swift to star in it. And okay. uh, he also said he wanted uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I can't say her last name, but, but she's a hot item. We all know. Yeah, she she she's yeah. from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And she does Maz uh, Kanata's voice. Yeah, and. Uh, but then he was like, but I don't know if she could sing. But anyways, uh, so he's talking about Soul Sisters. That, and he's like, well, you know, we're going to get them in the Bluesmobile. And uh, it's, it's a really interesting script. You know, they take on the Klan and Nazis. Oh, man. And I started thinking to myself, do I want to see a Blues Brothers reboot with Taylor Swift fighting Nazis? And the answer is definitely yes. It right. sounds like a it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Dude, you're right. I could see that. Yeah. I I would watch that movie. Yeah. Um but he also went on to say that his favorite character that he ever played. And you're right, Jake. Yeah, like women waging war and like racism, all that shit. That's like so right up his alley. And if listen, if we're going to have somebody from our generation or the generation coming up now take on the racism and the awful things in the world, I think Taylor Swift is who I'm going to call. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She'll just shake it off, you know? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, here's I, the thing, guys. She's been through so much she's already. Right, right. So much life. Um, she's she, lived, she just lived so much. I don't, so, so many hits. I, so many haircuts. But he, So he was talking about how his favorite character he ever uh, played was Beldar. Mm-hmm. And even though he was in the, That's amazing. in the middle of an interview doing crystal head promotion he went straight into a beldar but like he didn't just do one line like he went on for a while they're in the middle <laughs> i want to the, see that the that's the <laughs> that's the closest we ever get to a, a fucking conehead sequel yeah yeah they're in the middle of the interview he's like greetings earthling and i was like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. i am beldar <laughs> secret sequel um and then he tried to pick he's like yeah well maybe, you know we can uh, do coneheads for netflix like <laughs> I think I think out of episode. anything, that's what I want. Yeah, I want to see Dan Aykroyd do more Coneheads. No, he, he definitely. Could. That's a good movie. It yeah. is good. And the funny thing about Conehead, Joe. So we were having this conversation at work about uh, what the best SNL movies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you forget that Coneheads came out like. I don't know, 17 years after the sketch was popular. Like, it was a long yeah. time. Right. That's, it right. would be like it's if a Will Ferrell cheerleader movie came out now. Like, guys, yeah. we're just doing it. Yeah. Fuck um, it. Speaking of Will Ferrell, another fun tidbit I read today. It's probably never going to happen, but Adam McKay uh, was talking about their idea for Anchorman 3. <laughs> would, would be that um, they are all, the whole, the... The team, the news team, they're uh, they're war reporters, like in the Iraq War. Oh, oh wow! And, uh, okay. I didn't. So anyways. I didn't think part part two was that good. 
I only saw it once. Yeah. And I, I remember being it, like, this is okay. It felt tedious at some points. So I was just like, oh, God. Like, I remember, there's not a good, real, organic laugh going on. So the, fir- the first Anchorman, I remember when it came out, I thought it looked incredibly stupid. Right. And, I mean, it is stupid, but I but I was like, I'm not watching this kind of movie. I was like, this is just not what I am I above like. this. I remember I, I, it was like wildfire, though. Like, everyone I knew was quoting it, and, like, it was it – was, I, a big I yeah, refuse. Like I refuse to watch anything. I, I refuse to have anything to do with Anchorman. And then one day, um, <clears throat> I was in a like I was in a hotel. I had just come back from like vacation or something. I was in a hotel, and it was on, and we put it on like halfway. I mean, it, it was probably like you know three quarters of the way through the movie. We just put it on, yeah. and I was embarrassed at how much i was laughing at it i was just like yeah, i was like this is the, i was like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen yeah. in my life anchorman is great because you remember uh, like that was like before 40 year old virgin so yeah like, that was kind of the like everybody knew steve carell only he was like on the daily show yeah because mm-hmm. remember when 40 year old virgin came out it was like oh that's the guy from anchorman yeah yeah, yeah. the office with came the out. Staples, yeah. yeah with the Dude, yes. Some of his toys were pretty damn cool. Dude, there's nothing good. wrong with his life to begin with. Like that's how I always felt. Also, when my stepmom says that my toy room reminds her of the forty year old virgin, I'm like, hey, I'm married. Like, I have a <laughs> I have a beautiful wife. Yeah. Um, I am a virgin. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. I'm not a virgin. Yeah. Anyways, but I don't have a neck of Stay Puff, so that's one thing I've never gotten to do. There you go. Um. Last little movie tidbit, Jake, you mentioned. I, I'm going to start off all of our episodes with movie tidbits. I like it. What do I, you like guys it I like it. It's fun. It's um, fun. Quentin Tarantino, his movie's happening. Uh, yep. Once Upon oh. a Time in Hollywood. It's going to have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as an actor and a stuntman in Hollywood, 1969. And I guess Brad Pitt's character lives next door to Sharon Tate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Famous oh, from the, the oh this murders. is the Manson one. Okay. And yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I think it sounds pretty awesome. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I will watch it. I kind of wish he would make a Marilyn Manson movie instead of <clears throat> a Charles <laughs> Manson movie. <laughs> who, would, who would play Marilyn Manson? Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a, sure. a, a normal okay. Quentin Tarantino collaborator to play Marilyn Manson. Actually, Marilyn Manson now, like... <laughs> 2018 Marilyn Manson could be played by 2018 John Travolta. He could, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like he looks rough. He looks rough, man. I he, haven't uh, seen him recently. You know, the one thing about Marilyn Manson is he got he'll kill puppies on stage. That's why you got to be careful when you go to those shows. Is there anything better than Marilyn Manson uh, Urban Legends? Well, you know, he was also on They're great. The Wonder Years. Yep, yep. So. Right. He yeah. took out some his ribs, so taken out. Took out his ribs. Took out those ribs. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> God, I'm trying to find a picture of Marilyn. Now, wait, we all just are we all just we all just stopped talking on the podcast to think about Marilyn Manson taking out his ribs. <laughs> Let's all take a moment. To think about Let's all Marilyn. think about that. All right, we can move on. So, welcome everybody to episode 89. We've caught you up with the movie news. We thank you for joining us as always, all of our longtime listeners and new listeners. We appreciate uh, you guys interacting with us on Yes Have Some Facebook group therapy. A lot of good discussion. It's movie season. It's Oscar season. Yay! Abby just brought up a really funny picture of Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And uh, his lips look like, I don't even want to say what they look like. It's not good. I'll just yeah. Put it out he there. doesn't look like Jennifer Jason Lee. So I'll say 
better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so before we move on to uh, this week's fuck budget, uh, Jake, how, what, what do you got going on? Anything <clears throat> Anything new happening in your, your neck of the woods? Nothing good. Um, the the woods? Sorry. No, like uh, I'm going to be going to uh, Monster Mania next week up in a uh, – is it Monster Mania? Is that what I'm going to? It is. Jake, you better look. Yes. There's so many there's so many conventions and they're all like there's a couple like conventions that have monster in the title, so I'm like, which one is it? Um yeah, I'm gonna go up to Monster Mania um next weekend up in like what is it, New Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. Cool. Uh Tim Curry's gonna be there, uh yeah. fucking John Carpenter. Um, all the it kids are going to be there. Well, not all of them, but a, a good chunk of them. It's just, it, it's looking like a cool, I've never been to that convention before. So I'm going to go check it out. Jake's going to go check it out. Um, so I'm looking at the guest list. It's pretty Sean good. Hansen, yeah, that's cool. Um, Paul Rubens is going to be there. Randy Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Quaid, Paul Rubens, uh, Mr. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Well, you know what? Richard Dreyfus, I thought he canceled. There's like two Monster Manias. Okay. There's and they're they're close together. Okay. And I was pretty sure that he canceled for the one I see that he is they have him listed, but I thought he canceled for um the one I was going to. I was talking to Jake on the phone the other day and we were talking about um the guest list and if he was going to get any autographs or photo ops and he was talking about John Carpenter and I was like, "Well, what are you going to do about John Carpenter? And Jake was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get anything signed. And I was like, yeah, it's not like you're a fan of any John Carpenter movies. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> right? The I thing. just like, I don't have anything. Like, I don't Christine, have anything Christine. good. I don't have any good Halloween thing or Christine Prince. They just like, Halloween Prince, there's so many of them. I've never been like, I, w- I need to buy a Halloween print. I don't have a. I have like an okay thing print, but it's not something I want to get signed. And there aren't any good Christine prints, mm. so I just don't own anything. Well, and I, I, I don't think I'll get an eight by ten signed. I don't. I don't know. Jake, I, I just. I probably pass it up. Here's your mission. Here's your mission, and we'll move on. There are six Jasons appearing. God, I want to do this. And can you get them to audition for my Jason movie that I? That's what I was like. You got to get up there. You got to pitch. <laughs> Friday the 13th, Jason v. Jason v. Jason v. Jason v. Jason the The photo op for the six Jasons is like $350. Really? And it's Which, all six It's actually, all six Jasons funny, in costume. $350 is the total amount of money all those Jasons were paid to appear in the Friday the 13th <laughs> movies. But hey, can I, can I tell you guys who the most, like the guest I am most excited about? Sure. Hmm, yeah. Uh, his name is, let's see, I don't know if I'm getting the last name right, but it's Terry Kaiser. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, Bernie from shit. Weekend at Bernie's oh, is going to be there. Dude, yeah, that is cool. Is he doing it, an in-costume photo op? I, God, if he was, <laughs> I would pay to do that. I I literally would. It, what's weird, though, is the, the Monster Mania, the other Monster Mania. Uh-huh. Um one of the other guys from Weekend at Bernie's is going to be, you know, like the two the two guys who are like carrying him around the whole movie. Jonathan Silverman and the <laughs> other guy. Yeah, I think it's the other guy. <laughs> the guy they couldn't get Silverman, <laughs> huh? 
Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking really quick, but yeah, they they only have a few guests announced for for Monster Mania 40, and one of them is Andrew McCarthy, the they, other guy. The other guy. <laughs> okay. Hey, they got Bernie, so you're good. Yeah. Um, God, where's that weekend at Bernie's print? You think they're that's a print I would buy? Probably, but one of my favorite costumes I ever at Dragon Con was there was a guy who did Bernie from Weekend mm-hmm. at Bernie's, mm-hmm. and he stayed in character. Dude, he was, like, the most... He amazing. does, like, the dancing, yeah, you know, like, with him. God, Weekend at Bernie's, too, is amazing. Dude, so that guy was still going, though, like, on Monday afternoon at CBS, <laughs> yeah. like, in the shopping mall yeah. underneath all the hotels. I was, like, like yeah, I was having a way to moment. It was, like, live in the now. This guy's gone <laughs> mental. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Well, cool. Well, Jake, we'll, uh, we'll, once you get back, we'll, uh, Try to kidnap one of those Jasons. You could do it. Yeah, it's I'll, easy. I'll just do that. Yeah, uh, and try to not get kidnapped by Randy Quaid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from Kane Hodder. Stay away from yeah, Kane Hodder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's yeah. some good guests. It's That's gonna be, stuff. it's gonna be a fun. Yeah, dude, I'm a little jealous. That's cool. a good guest uh, lineup. Yeah. So good, 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 good for you. Good for you. Hey, Jake. Hey, good man. For you. Good for you. You guys ready to move on to this fuck budget? We yeah. got a lot to cover. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. So we're going to go over the uh, yes, have some fuck budget right now. You guys know the rules by now. I don't even think I need to explain them, but I'll go over them real quick. Five topics, five breaking news stories that we have compiled. We have to allocate our fucks. Jake and Abigail have ten fucks to give total over five topics. They have to distribute them and let the yes, have some audience know how many fucks they give. Are you guys ready to give a fuck? Yes. Yep. Yes. I Is there so a chance, ready. like... There's a lot of podcasts out there. Is there a chance that Yes Have Some Podcast says the word fuck more than any podcast? I hope so. We're if that's the there. only thing, if that's the only thing we could be known for, I'll live happily. Maybe it, what are, there's we need like, to get like a like a little timer, a little ticker that goes off every time. Oh god, that would be god, so that's bing, gonna get annoying bing, quick bing, if we do. Just for like one episode, just break episode. that fucking thing. So you yeah. got the fuck budget, then you got the fuck bing. Yeah, um, for our one hundredth episode. <laughs> Let's get 100 fucks into the episode. Oh, we'll make idea. a ding noise every time we say it. And then we'll put so on a no t-shirt. No one will listen to it. We'll it's put great. on a t-shirt that says, I survived 100 fucks with Yes Have Some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we, might have to, we might have to say fuck less that episode so we can make sure we only say 100. Hey, would you guys buy that shirt? I survived 100 fucks? Yes. I, I love, love that. that. It's fantastic. We'll donate it to charity. That's just growing in charity. Oh, I've never heard that. Hey, hey, hey. So do you guys get it? Because traditionally when you say charity. Okay, so what is. Okay. All right, let's go. Please explain this joke. It's when you. Um, That I've never heard before. Mm. Well, okay. It's funnier when you explain it. Well, it's not as funny if you're like all donated to Jessica. Mm. No, see, that's how jokes don't work. Oh, fuck budget. There we go. It's time for the yes, have some fuck budget. Five topics. Topic number one. Are you guys ready? Mm hmm. Cool. Yes. Yep. It was announced today. Guys, we always have the breaking news. Uh-huh. It was announced today. Sony Pictures, in uh, collaboration with Ghost Corps, is going to be putting on a live Ghostbusters musical experience this fall. It's going to be a touring show. It's going to be the Ghostbusters film, 1984, uh, with a live orchestra, live music, composed by the original composer's son, so uh, Alan Silvestri. Uh, Alan Silvestri. Elmer I am Bernstein. such a terrible Ghostbusters fan. Elmer <laughs> Bernstein's son. Whoo! I'm going to pay the price for that one. You could take it out. Uh, I'm not it going in. to. I'm not Let's going to. Real. Elmer Bernstein's son. 
uh, is going to be conducting uh, a live orchestra with Ghostbusters. It's funny because we all just went and saw the live orchestra with Jurassic Park, and we talked about, hey, man, it would be so awesome to see this with Ghostbusters, but that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to happen. Mm. Jacob mm-hmm. Walsh, how many fucks yeah. do you give? You know, before I, before I tell you how many fucks I give, let me tell you, when I first read, when I first pulled this article up and started reading it, the first thing I thought was that it was for one of those, like, you know, Marvel is doing that, like, Marvel show that tours. Yeah. And it's like, it's like people dressed up doing yes. a show. I thought it was that. And I got super excited. I was like, this is going to be just like the Universal Studio show. Right. Um, but then, you know, I read further and was like, okay, well, it's not that. But not- I gave this four fucks because. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, it's something really cool that's happening with Ghostbusters, which, you know, that's great. It's, uh, we need better things to be happening with Ghostbusters. And, um, like you said, we, we just went and saw Jurassic Park and, uh, it was really fun. It was emotional and it was just cool to see the movie that way. And, you know, we, we saw that they did, I guess they did Star Wars recently and just like, it seems like something that's catching on. Like, I don't know how how often this kind of thing has happened in the past, but I feel like all of a sudden we're seeing like, Oh, this is a thing they do now. Right. And, uh, and I would love to just watch every movie this way. I completely agree with you, Jake. Like, especially like, you know, like I used to, you know, I used to be in band in high school and I loved it and it was very fun. And I was in symphonic band and it's, it's just cool to watch. Right. And, uh, I want to read this, uh, blurb. So it says at each presentation, uh, Peter Bernstein, orchestrator of the original film and son of Elmer Bernstein. Uh, mm, that seems a little weird. Anyways, we'll join the local orchestra as a guest conductor. Uh, Ghostbusters Live in Concert presented in cities around the globe commencing this fall. Uh, we'll include Elmer Bernstein's score and Ray Parker Jr.'s hit Ghostbusters. So uh, the movie Ghostbusters has, um, you know, it's got the score. It's got Dana's theme. It's got a lot of the, the classic Elmer Bernstein uh, piano theme in there. But there's also a lot of like, actual music like songs yeah. like i wonder if they're going to actually also have a live band doing renditions of like the ghostbusters theme maybe that would be cool like, yeah. something like because for this it doesn't it seems like there's going to be a little bit more to it than just the movie playing um, yeah like they're going to more theatrics yeah yeah abby how many fucks yes do you get? thank you to me finally um I finally give, yeah well i give five fucks to this um originally i thought about four but then i thought more about it and i was like no, I think this one gets a full five fucks because obviously, yeah, we like going to live musical experiences like that. Like we've been to the Jurassic Park one. We've been to uh, Star Wars. I've uh, been to uh, just uh, a John Williams night at the uh, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. And I fucking love the experience of getting dressed up. And well, okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't love getting dressed up. You don't. But it's nice to be out at like a beautiful event where, you know, the space around you is, is gorgeous and you're able to watch really talented people like do their thing. And when it's related to something that you love as much as Ghostbusters, that's really cool. And it is going to be kind of cool to get a little bit dressed up and to go out and like, it feels respectful and different from like the normal Ghostbusters event that we would go to. So Mm -hmm. seeing the movie, like all of us together, like I imagine we're going to for this, like if it comes to the, of course. it has to come. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it will. I'm kind of stressed for some reason. So, well, I want to talk yeah, to you. Guys. I think it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of people there in flight seats. Getting tickets. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there are for seats. sure. No. How do we class it up? I want Dude, formal. this is right where my mind was going was like, what do we, like, I want do like black suits mm-hmm. with Ghostbusters logos on the arms 
It like, like like maybe maybe some Ghostbuster like cufflinks or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. classy. Something you like, God, I just I I can already square? see. I I know specific people that are going to be wearing like caution striped ties. Oh my God, yeah, dude, we're going to see some stuff. I'm excited. Oh, there's going to be God. How do we tread lightly? Listen, do we need to tread lightly? We don't. It's eighty nine, guys. It's episode eighty nine. Anybody who we've offended. Um, no, it's going to be good. I'm really excited about it. And I think, like, you know, Ghost Core being this entity that's producing more Ghostbusters content, we're building up to the 35th anniversary. You know, there's rumors of a new re-release of the DVD with even more extras. Obviously, we've got the animated movie, possibly another live-action movie. There's a lot going on with Ghostbusters and the ramping up new merchandise and action figures but something like this where it's not just going to be ghostbusters fans like hardcore fans this is something that appeals to a lot of people right and i think i just think it's good not only is it like a fun like really memorable experience but mm. i think it's good for the brand so. yeah mm-hmm. I agree. and we did we went together to see ghostbusters played at the fox theater like that was one of our first hangouts that was very cool that yeah. was very cool but i remember feeling like it was a small experience because well a we were sitting like up on the like way back um cheap seats yeah but i feel like having the music is going to be like a very very cool thing and i'm kind of worried about how they're going to do the like the ray parker song like if they're going to pump dude, it if they in. have ray parker just dude yeah. this is what they need to do just shows up have yeah. ray parker like have his band there and they like play like a 30 minute sit to set to warm up the crowd and then have him like playing i don't know yeah don't they do like zydeco music or what is he into oh, now you know what something different Whatever it is, as soon as we get out of there, we're going to have like 40 reasons why we could have made it better because that's just <laughs> but it's going to no, be good. It's going to be good. Uh, you guys ready for number two? Yes. Let's do it. All right. So we're ramping up towards a new release from Sony Pictures, Men in Black. Their reboot is going to be coming out in 2019. Uh, we already knew that it was going to be uh, take. It's going to take place in the original universe, but Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones are not going to be in it. It starts filming soon. News broke that Chris Hemsworth has been approached by Sony and has in negotiations to star in the Men in, Ma- <laughs> Men in Black reboot. Jacob Walsh. Yo. How many fucks do you give about Chris Hemsworth in Men in Black? Um, you know, zero. <laughs> I just gave it zero. Like, I just don't. Uh, I, Men in Black, The I mean, it, it's a fun franchise, you know? Like, they're, they're fine, but I don't have any, like... Uh, I don't have any like emotional weight in these movies, nor do I care if they never make another one or if they make 10 more. Okay. Um, like I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be, you know, it might not be the best movie ever, but it'd probably be like at least fun to watch. But, uh, I don't think I care enough to give it a fuck. Wow. Bold statement. Mm. Eh. Do you like Chris Hemsworth though? I, yeah, he used to. No, yeah, he's great. He's uh, he's very funny. I think he's great. I think I think it'll be. I, I mean, why not put him in it? It'll be fun. Cool, Abigail. Him and, him and Jack Black. God. Sure. I, uh, I just well, made that up. I should add this: the report, the the three leads are. It's going to be a white male. A, okay. Uh, they didn't really specify the female, but it was a non-white female and an older gentleman are the the leads. Okay. So. Okay. So the, so there, there's something to chew on. Abigail wow, Gardner. I can't wait to give zero fucks about this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. The words Sony, Chris Hemsworth, and Reboot just stress me the fuck out. I give it zero fucks. I don't care. Men in Black is fine. 
It's not, you know, it's cool. It's got its things that I like. I enjoyed watching the movies when I was, like, when they first came out. But, and I like Chris Hemsworth, but again, like, I just, I don't care. Right. It seems yeah, like I agree. Couple, I agree with you, Abby. There's a couple, uh, there's a couple ingredients there that hit a little close to home. Uh, this will take place in the same universe, but they said it's going to be in London. So. Okay. So there okay. you go. They'll they'll be they'll be like a cameo. They'll be like a little Will Smith cameo on a, on a TV screen or something. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Something like that. Uh, for what it's worth, Men in Black Three is not that bad. It's better than the second one. Uh, yeah, God, I can't. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to remember what even uh, the second and third one I'm were. Struggling. I'm in the shimmer. The second all, I, <laughs> all I remember is Edgar in the bug suit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, the second one has the super weird Michael Jackson cameo. Oh, yep, he's yep. Like, I could be Agent J. All right, well, we'll move on. Uh, for what it's worth, I, I would give this one fuck if I was playing, but I'm not. Cool, but you're not. Sympathy fuck. I, I <laughs> Sympathy fuck. I think, that, I think that's something different. I know, but it's like you feel bad for it, so you give it a fuck. Um, I think, yeah. I think <laughs> what they're hoping that the next Men in Black is uh, what Jumanji was, and it just, it just takes off, and people are just right. ready for it. I had a theory that it was going to be uh, Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence because they both recently talked about some secret movie project that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's not. And you just thought like, oh, they must be talking about men in black. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they could be. Obviously. It's obviously men. It's obviously. <laughs> God, Sony, what are they thinking? They're just doing stop. good. Sony's Good decisions fine. over there. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Do it. For what it's worth. Do it. Uh, <laughs> for what it's worth, Chris Hemsworth, he might be the best part of Answer the Call, right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't know. That's hard to say. Next up, it was announced this week that Google is uh, developing a new platform for augmented reality gaming. Uh, think Pokemon Go. Their very first release is going to be out this year. And, uh, this one hits close to home. It is Ghostbusters World, the brand new AR game uh, coming from Google and from Ghost Core. There was a little bit of a test video that they released. Abigail Gardner, you were a Pokemon Go fan there for a while. When it comes to a Ghostbusters version of that. Yeah, me and everybody else too. Yeah, but I wanted to make sure that, well, I didn't play Pokemon Go because I couldn't figure yeah, out. Yeah, but it was like a huge sensation. It was, it was but yeah. I didn't buy into it. Everywhere. I was like, I'm like against the grain and also I just couldn't figure <coughs> out. I, Excuse I, me. Like, people were finding Pikachus and stuff, and I was just getting jealous. I didn't know how. And uh, But, Abby, you found some really good spots in the neighborhood just based on where those Pokemon were hanging out. Yeah. I mean, I are you asking me about Pokemon Go, or are you asking about... I want to know how many fucks you give about Ghostbusters World. I give three fucks about Ghostbusters World, because, yes, I did enjoy playing Pokemon Go. I like the idea of having... Um, a Ghostbusters themed like version of that where I'm able to catch ghosts and do I think it's going to work as well? I don't know. We'll see like Pokemon go had its glitches, but you know, I don't know if it will be like quite as big as Pokemon go was, but I mean, I'm I, excited I don't think to it try it be because like, it won't be as big for kids sure. Don't because care about everybody loves Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon. And haven't they done that? I heard there was that they were going to do that with uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. There's like a Harry Potter. It did it already happen. And it's like not that big of a sensation. Or? I don't know if it's out yet, but there was okay. also another ghostbusters game. That was kind of similar to this on mobile a couple years ago. That didn't do very well. I remember well. that, yeah. 
So we'll see how it goes. I give it three fucks because it's Ghostbusters. It's uh, a mobile game that's similar to Pokemon Go, at least in its setup. So I would be interested in playing it and seeing what's going on. So, yeah, I give it three fucks. I want to find Leslie Jones if I go to New York and play it because she knows New York. And, like, that'll help you find those ghosts better. Right. Okay. I just wanted to put that out there. (laughs) I hate coffee. Jake, how many fucks do you give? I gave it it two. Uh, Yeah, it looks... It's going to be fun. I think stuff like, uh, you know, when it's when it's Ghostbusters related, like a game, uh, the same thing like when, when Godzilla came out in 2014, there was a game and the game was awful, but I like wouldn't stop playing it because it's because it was Godzilla. And I feel like Ghostbusters the same way and be like, oh, there's a Ghostbuster game. I'm going to play this all the time. Um, it seems it seems fun, especially if it is like Pokemon Go, because that game was fun. Um it it is a little like you see all these comparisons to Pokemon, but then you watch that little like thirty second video, and you're like, this doesn't look yeah, near as so good as Pokemon. I was like, this does not look worse. great at all. But I know that's just like it was thirty seconds of like a you know quick thing. It's gonna be the same as every other complicated Ghostbusters game because Pokemon Go, it's like you're swiping and catching. This one's gonna be like, get your Neutrona one. Activate your stream. If Keep it has, like, Dan Aykroyd explaining to you how to do anything, then yes. God, I hope so. If it's an animated da- Dan Aykroyd. I almost called him Dacry Aykroyd. Dacroyd? Wait a minute. That's probably what he's called. Uh, Welcome to Ghostbusters a World. Dacroyd? I like it. It's going to be like, fire the trap. <laughs> Neutronize the spirit. Oh, my God. This is going to be, like, the one repeating line that keeps happening. It's a real slimer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, when's it supposed to come out? Uh, Do we know? Next spring. <laughs> no, it's it's. If Dan Aykroyd said it's going into production this fall, uh, no, it, it'll be out this year sometime. It'll be out this year. Okay. This year cool. Yeah. No, I'm excited for it. Cool. Moving on. Two fucks. Fuck budget. Oh wait, did Jake gives two fucks? Okay. Jake I did. I gave it two. You gave yeah. three. Okay. You guys are actually spending some fucks this week. You must have got a fuck bonus at work. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Got a couple. Here we go. The Walking Dead. Carl's dead. Yeah. Or Carl died. Cool. Mm-hmm. On the show The Walking Dead. A lot of people like this show. I figure some of our listeners might like it. We should talk about it. It's a major death. Jake, how many fucks do you give? Zero. All right. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I, I used to watch The Walking Dead, and I, I used to really like it. Um, I, I just kind of got bored with it. And, uh, I, I mean, I watched a little bit of the last season, but not, I, I just, it, it wasn't a thing where I was watching it every week. It just became a thing where I was like, all right, I'm going to see what's happening on the show. And I'd put an episode on it. I'm like, I have no idea what is happening. Like I just, I've lost complete control of all feelings for it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't like hate it. You know, I just stopped watching it because it just Jake, started it make you feel to like get, well, it, it the the Walking Dead I feel like has this reoccurring problem with its finales uh-huh. of like like a season like they kind of they're kind of full of shit with their like they trick you into thinking something like the next season is going to be great and maybe the first episode of the season is great but then it just gets very boring mm-hmm. and you're like well why doesn't any of these hundred people with guns just shoot the guy with that only carries a fucking baseball bat. 
Well, it doesn't if the make liberals any, were in charge, oh. they wouldn't even have guns. It doesn't make any sense. It, yeah. it just, I don't know. It, it, it's a little, uh, it's like the lost show's a little annoying. And believability in that. So I yeah. watched it also in the beginning too. And I felt like it had promise. And obviously it was like a huge phenomenon. And the fact that it's like shot locally and like I picked up the, uh, I remember the trade paperback <laughs> and like tried to read it and like get really into yeah. it. But yeah. I totally fell off. I think was it the second season with the farm? Farm, God. Farm season. Farm like, mm. That and I mean that's what <clears throat> that's what every season is like. It's just, I, I, don't, I don't know, but meandering. Uh, I it's one of those things where like maybe maybe bad. once it's all over, I I would I would not be opposed to like starting it from the beginning, like on Netflix or something, and just watching it. Here's my but, thing about The Walking Dead, and I know Carl was an important character, and we all watched Lost, and anytime an important character dies, it's really sad for its fans. Yeah, I don't want to ever judge people for what shows they like. There's plenty of shows right, right. that I like that people don't like. Oh, yeah. But I feel like even the people who justify it who are like, I like it because it's like I know it's bad, but it's it, – I'm like, no, it's not even so bad it's good. To me, it's boring. It's just not – it just sucks. And I watched – there was this compilation on YouTube of like all these people crying over Carl. And I went and watched the death scene. I was like, this isn't even sad. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care about this kid. He's weird looking. Look at that dumb hat. Yeah. <laughs> but you could make an argument, though, if you're one of those that's been watching it for so long that you've invested, like, yeah, so much I mean, time and you know. And sometimes it's like, yeah, when it when it delights you or if it takes you, like, out and is a departure and, like, a obsession, then, like, you do your thing. If you you're do your yeah, thing, like, so I get it. Joking. I get it, you know, and it's it's fine if anybody likes the show. I just, I just stopped watching it you know so long ago that i, I just can't care there's they're teasing like a flash forward right that's what they're doing they're they i i don't well but in the in the flash forward thing it had carl in it <laughs> so what? you know yeah because so that was like a cure how did he oh you know what they did that it's the flash look it's the, if it's the flash it, sideways they have it all if we're gonna talk about how, how did he die Carl? Yeah. He got bit by a zombie? Yeah, but didn't he he shoot himself? I didn't watch it, but I heard he just, he killed himself. Well, Well, let's admit, hey, you know what? This is our show. Let's make something up. So, here, ready? It was the pudding. (laughs) I don't even know what the pudding's from, but I know that there's something with him and the pudding and going outside. All right, here it is. Here, guys. All right, this is Yes Have Some's version of what happened on The Walking Dead at the water cooler Monday morning after it aired. Hey, guys, so did you see The Walking Dead last night? Oh, no, don't tell me. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Jake, so did I you walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake, did yeah, you see it? Yeah. I did. It was it was pretty rough. Yeah. I can't believe uh I can't believe that horse trampled Carl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> his dad told him not to try to tame that wild horse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would Rick would Rick shut up with that saddle, it was like <laughs> I I told him not to, but I'll bury him with this saddle. No, I, actually I won't. <laughs> Because it's good for bartering in the next town. Mm. Remember that part? Wow. We lost it. All right, let's move wow. on. Walking yeah. Dead really fell off, huh? Yeah. Zero fucks. Hey, that started yeah. off pretty fun. Yeah. I do like I it like started the fact fun. if you make up everything, you can talk about all the shows, like mm-hmm. even the ones mm-hmm. you haven't seen. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, or you the can horse like, trampling. <laughs> or you'd be like those like those kids in uh, elementary school who just lie about everything. Yes, it's mostly because their like dads aren't around. Uh huh. And they're like, "Well, I've seen uh, the next three years of The Walking Dead because my dad's in the CIA and he showed them to me." <laughs> <laughs> and neighbors like that. 
Uh, and I have a PS6. So. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. <laughs> it's just in the garage. It's up on a very high shelf. I can't reach it. I can't so reach can't it. Also, it. you guys have to go home. My mom hates you. <laughs> uh, lastly, but not leastly, we have in the fuck budget, Chronicle Collectibles. Our good friends at Chronicle Collectibles. We had Paul Francis from Chronicle on a couple weeks ago. They have released images and a pre-ordering information for their brand new item. They're rolling out Jurassic Park stuff like it's nobody's business. From Jurassic Park 3, a replica prop of the resonating chamber. It's the piece of the, uh, the, the what is it, the raptor skull uh, that mm-hmm. uh, the, in, mm-hmm. the inside, like, uh, I, don't need, I don't know what the it is. The noise-making chamber. Yeah, the yeah. noise-making chamber is what it is. The one that Alan Grant uses in uh, Jurassic Park 3 to, I don't know, distract the raptors. Anyways, yeah. it's, a, it's a one-to-one scale prop molded from the original used in the movie, which is very cool. And it's funny when Paul told us they got access to the uh, Universal uh, archives, but they didn't have much. This is something they had, I guess. Dude, yeah. I like this. But I like it. It comes out tomorrow. Um, and it's I think it's it's not too expensive. It's like 120 bucks, which is pretty good for a replica prop. comes on a really nice Jurassic Park 3 base. When it comes to the resonating chamber replica prop from Chronicle Collectibles, Abigail Gardner, how many fucks do you give? I give two fucks. Those are all the fucks I have left to give, and I give it all of them. Because that's cool as fuck. I don't know if it makes noise. I'm going to try. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Damn it. Yeah, I can still pretend, though. I've, I like it a lot. I like the stand. I like everything about it. I think it'll look very cool. Uh, we're moving into a new house in, like, a couple weeks, and there's, like, this serenity room that's, like, jungle green, and I want it to be all Jurassic Park themed, and I feel like this would look really good in there. And I really want it. So it's very cool. And I give it two fucks. Cool. Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you give? Um, I gave it three um, for all the reasons Abby just said. It looks really cool. I've always wanted one of these. And I've seen I've seen people uh, sell them like on eBay and stuff like that before. Right. But they, they ne- like you can get them kind of cheap, but they, they never, you know, they're they're not molded off the original prop. So right. uh, I think it looks great. I like the base. Uh, it's pretty cheap and i i think i i think i might buy it i think i'm gonna buy it too yeah do it. let's all do, do it. it um we've never talked about this before we're about to talk about annihilation but the jurassic park 3 logo i like it it's cool looking yeah it. you like it i mean i like them all they're great yeah so i just love it i just love it <laughs> cool I want to start a whole podcast where we talk about logos cool but it'll be super we could, boring it'll be we called logo probably. go go we could probably do one whole episode on of logos. logos, and that's probably Should we do it. That? Ghostbusters logos, no. obviously the best logo. Of all yeah, logos. it is. Yeah. All right, all right, cool. Okay. Well, that was the fuck budget. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If fuck ever, budget. Fuck budget. Fuck. If you ever have an idea for a topic for the fuck budget, make sure you get on Facebook. If you want to explain what a sympathy fuck is to me, go ahead, because I obviously don't know. <laughs> if you want to give us a sympathy <laughs> fuck. Uh, okay, cool. So let's talk about some movies. Um, Do it. This one, um, we're going to talk about Annihilation. Talk a little bit of Black Panther. We can start anywhere you want, but just like Randy Orton's famous finisher, the RKO, Mm. Annihilation came out of nowhere. Wow. You like hey, you know what? They heard voices in their heads. Did they? Uh, I don't know. They all went a little crazy. Um, Annihilation just came out this week. Uh, that's not even a true statement. I think, when did it come out? Last week? February the 23rd. My okay. birthday. Last week. Bam. Happy birthday, Jake. Um, yes. 
I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, So Annihilation was just released in America, uh, in Canada. It's a science fiction movie directed by Alex Garland based on the novel of the same name. The author's name is Jeff Vandermeer, starring Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, and a very good-looking Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I mean, can we talk real quick? Let's just get to the meat of this thing. Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac sharing screen time. It was never meant to happen. Poe Dameron and Queen Amidala were never supposed to be together. Dude, I was thinking of Thor the whole time because you have, like, Valkyrie and, uh, what was Natalie? I don't know her character's name. Oh, no, all right. So two of Thor's girlfriends are in the, uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. It was just called it The Abyss. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Um, so... Well, here's where I'll start. So, uh, we had heard a little bit about this movie... Uh, it had some test screenings that didn't do that well. Paramount kind of freaked out, sold the international rights to Netflix, mm-hmm. saying the movie was coming off as too intellectual. We didn't think the audiences would get it. I've never read the book. What a travesty. I've never read the books. I know it's a trilogy of books. Um, but, Jake, let's just throw it to you because you were all about this movie. You saw it a week before we did. Let's just yeah. brain dump this thing. It oh, looks- my God. <laughs> I, take a brain I, dump. I thought that, so I, I've been looking forward to this movie for – for a month or so, because I, I remember seeing an article, they, they released like a couple photos from it. And in one, and like the, the, the headlining photo was a, was a picture of that alligator. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to see this movie. I was I like, thought, I don't care what this movie's about. I don't give a fuck. There's like a, a weird looking, rampage. I thought it, uh, you know, <laughs> it could have, uh, Hey, what if it stuff. was, that would have been Maybe. amazing. Um, man, I, I I don't even know what to say. Like this movie is so good, and I feel like since we're I want to go ahead and say this. Like since we're talking about Annihilation and we're going to be talking about Black Panther, I feel like God. I feel like if anybody's listening to this and they haven't seen Black Panther yet and they haven't seen Annihilation, jump off of the Marvel hype train and skip Black Panther and go see this first. So if they have to see one, you would pick Annihilation. You have to see one. Fuck Black Panther and Ooh, go see Annihilation. Fun. Those are some shots. Go Abigail. see Annihilation. Shotskis. If you had to pick one. To oh, go. guys. Come on. Wakanda forever. No, but I also fucking love Annihilation. And I seriously, especially since it's not doing so hot, like numbers wise at the box office, I want people to go see it because it's original and it's terrifying and it's visceral and it's got like a almost entirely female led cast. Like it's a really fucking awesome mind fuck of a movie and it's gorgeous. But I also really liked Black Panther and I thought that that was a breath of fresh air and I thought it was a big departure from your traditional Marvel movie and I know that it Did followed you? the... No, Jake! I know that it follows the fucking because formula. Because to me, Jake, I know it's got the goddamn it felt formula. exactly like every yes, other Marvel but movie. It- Really good to see on track. Oh wait, there. Okay, Marvel. You, oh, you there. mean okay. like Thor three? Really, really cute and... villain. Okay, okay. okay. Really cute. Uh, all right, all right. You, all right. You, you mean like Thor three? I like everybody. You're right. Let I, me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Marvel sucks. <laughs> no. Start, we're gonna sort through this. Go see them both. Here's Buy two tickets. Here we go. As of right now, it's been out for a week. Mm-hmm. Annihilation has made fourteen million dollars. Okay. Forty million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Annihilation is a legit flop. It is yeah. not doing well. Damn. Yeah, but they should have put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. I think he could have survived. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much different. He would have just. He would have literally just walked right to the 
to to the fucking uh, lighthouse, lighthouse, like yes. as if nothing was wrong. Body been like, what are you guys doing? Fucking. He would cut a promo. He'd walk in and be like, "I'm about to stick this size 14 up your booty poo." Oh my god! I want him to go in there so we can explain a little bit more about what's, what's going right, on. So we're all over the place. Um, first question: I want to prompt you guys to get some good discussion going. So, Abigail, Jake, when it comes to Annihilation, is it a Cloverfield movie? Yeah, <laughs> it could be. I thought I was on the island from Lost. I thought I was going to see the Dharma Initiative a couple times. There's there's some weird similarities to things that we like. As I was watching the movie, we'll get into the plot in a second, but I just want, I know we're, we're, all, we're all excited. It's fun to be excited about a movie. Mm-hmm. As I was yeah, watching the movie, sure. during, you know, the movie, it's a good balance of quiet, terrifying, and some of the most mesmerizing visuals and audio I've ever heard in a yes. movie. Yes. It is, yeah. During a couple, I remember uh, after a particularly horrifying scene where a bear-like creature uh, has just killed one of the main characters. <laughs> her voice is like coming out of its mouth. And, and it's, her little tongue's doing that waggle. It's oh. so scary. It's terrifying. And after that all ended, in my mind, I went, ooh, Cloverfield Paradox? That is not a great sci-fi movie compared to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah. It's, not, it's not really fair. I mean, this is based on... Uh, this is adapted material. This is, you know, adapted from a book. Although I do hear that this strays quite a bit from the book. But basically, yeah, I read some of that stuff. It does, it's yeah. a one of three. It's like a trilogy, um, like the Southern Reach trilogy or whatever. Uh, apparently, yeah, it they change a lot of things. So the movie but stars like the Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. She's the main character. Uh, she, it opens up with her kind of talking to all these scientists. It does have a lost Dharma initiative kind of vibe to it. Uh, she. This is obviously after the events of the movie are about to... Uh, to kind of unfold, uh, it kind of moves into the storyline pretty quickly. We see an asteroid type thing hit this lighthouse. You see the glowy, shimmery. They refer to this uh, entity, this growing entity, as the shimmer. Uh, we find out that it's growing, it's expanding. People have gone in. They've had a couple research teams go in to explore what's going on. They've all disappeared. Nobody's come back. And uh, Natalie Portman's husband. Uh, Oscar Isaac has been missing mm-hmm. for a year. He mm-hmm. shows up. And that was some really emotional stuff. <laughs> like the scene where you see Natalie Portman like in her house and the music's playing and she's like painting the walls. She thinks her husband's dead. Yeah. They do. Like it, she thinks he's been dead. She hasn't heard from him in a year. Yeah. They do an incredible job, I think, story with the storytelling, like the slices that they show of their life together. Like, you, yeah, you care. There's not too much quickly. of it. Like they don't it's take you enough. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And when he shows back up, there's obviously, he's obviously, uh, something, not, wrong. something yeah, wrong. Something's wrong. Uh, he's not as charismatic as a, as a Poe Dameron normally is. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm just going to call him that the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, well, that's like the point of having those flashback scenes to the two of them in bed. Cause you see how awesome and like, wonderful the relationship seems to be but then when you see how like lethargic and off he is yeah something's very weird the scene well it's pretty obvious like right away that something something is wrong he like you know drinks some water and there's blood and and he starts coughing up blood immediately so uh this is the first very intense scene of the movie the ambulance ride where uh she's called the ambulance they're on their way to the hospital and all of these black like government agency fbi type cars like run the ambulance off the road. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like the movie does this thing where it jumps back and forth from like sterile and quiet to mm-hmm. like extreme 
chaos. It, it goes it goes really quickly from being like seeming very peaceful and like being very pretty to look at and being like, oh, cool. Look at all these like Dude. weird mutated flowers that are just like beautiful and gorgeous to all of the sudden like, hey, this shark alligator hybrid is about to murder everybody. And it's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of shark gator. Yeah. Yeah. That's what pulled me in. Oh, I fuck, dude. I mean, there's that, like, that juxtaposition of, like, the beauty and, like, the the color palette of that, like, pastel, uh, like, foliage or fucking moss stuff, the flowers and all that that grows everywhere. It's spectacular and, and mm-hmm. mesmerizing, and I, I loved that stuff. Like, walking up to, like, where that alligator thing lived, like, all, it's... I, I loved being caught off guard like that because I didn't know what to expect by this movie. I didn't read anything about it. I knew vaguely God, that it was going to be scary and that there was some yeah. sci-fi elements to it. But watching it as a fan of like urban exploration and abandoned places and like obviously also beautiful things and super tough, strong women, I was like, wow, this is like, this is every, this has so many things going for it. And I'm enjoying the, the fuck out of it. Honestly, like, I think the first half of the movie I probably was maybe a little bit more into the second half and the ending of the movie. Initially, I don't want to jump to it, but it leaves you with some questions and some like open endedness. And initially that I was a little confused, not irked, but kind of a little like, mm-hmm. you know, the like fact the... that there's discussion to go on and I needed to immediately go and message people that I ended up yeah. liking more. And that makes me, I realized that's something I want out of a movie. I want to have discussion. I want to be able to fill in the blanks and piece things together. And you know what, to have an entire like third act finale where there's like almost no dialogue and it's just like open to interpretation and like beautiful imagery. Like I thought that was, yeah, it's intellectual and it, it, it's probably not for every, it's probably why it's not doing so hot because people walk out going, well, what happened? Well, it's but also like, like it's all, it's what also like how how much how like how, did, how, how much have you guys even heard of Annihilation before I was like guys you gotta go see Annihilation like there's not a whole lot of shit out there for it I, yeah, I right. feel like there's, there's not no, a lot it's of it's not like they did a viral marketing campaign no yeah it, there's not a lot of talk yeah. there's not a lot of there's just not a lot it's just a, it like kind of quietly came out like, yeah and when you try to explain <clears> it to people like tonight I was telling people at work I was like oh it's kind of like alien like it's like it's it's quiet but it's scary and it's got sci-fi to it there's parts that remind me of uh interstellar like there's some like very cool sci-fi stuff to it but like people are it's 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 hard it's a hard sell almost like if because you're not you invested really ex- or if you haven't seen because you can, stuff. to properly <laughs> explain it someone's like what's it about idiot. and you're like okay there's this quarantined marshland okay okay and okay you know how cancer works imagine that cell division imagine okay. cancer but on earth okay you got it are you with me and, and it's then like, like you become yeah. a prism yeah okay. trying trying to explain the whole like genes and dna refracting in a prism <laughs> where you're imagine you're in an area where the dna from anything that exists in that bubble can be mixed with the dna of anything, anything else, else in that bubble turning into any kind of weird creep like it just sounds yeah. like the weirdest thing ever. Anytime you have to use the word refracting to describe yeah. a movie, prisms, DNA, like mm-hmm. you know at things. one point at one point when I was watching this film for the second time, one of the things that popped in my head was like, it almost feels like Prometheus really wishes it was this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yes they do. Dude Prometheus, I saw one of the uh 
uh, engineers from Prometheus in our theater, and like he walked out. He was like, "Fuck, dude, dude. he was so bummed." Yeah, yeah, he walked out. He was Sorry. very tall. I'm glad he left. I couldn't see. Oh, cool. Well, I created <laughs> huge humans. Head. I created life. So, like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Um. So, anyways, uh. So yeah. So they go to the quarantine zone, and uh, basically the story is that um, Lena, who is uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman's Portman. character, is going to go on this expedition she does not inform the other women that they're sending in it's like a suicide mission it is a suit it basically is a suicide mission and uh you know the the women come from different backgrounds uh they're all you know either biologists or physicists or or whatever um but they're all kind of like how did you it reminded me of westworld or like just any good storytelling where you have characters that are anchored in like trauma and pain and reality and that have experienced stuff um and are undeterred and that that's part of their motivation for what they're doing in the story, which is good storytelling. Um, so yeah, to have like, it's not like they're a group of misfits. It's like, they all are damaged goods as the one, uh, I don't remember the character's name put it with like, um, it was, it was really good storytelling and it was really good characters. And when they were all, when, um, whatever that scene I'm thinking of when, uh, Lena's like riding in the boat with, I got a look yeah. at the character's name. Um, I don't uh, know. Started with an, her name it, started with an is S. Cass, I can't. Not she, is it Shepard? Shepard. That's Shepard, Shepard yeah. probably. Shepard. Yeah, when she's explaining, like, oh, yeah, well, this one, she cut herself. Well, this one, she was she's sober. Like, they've all, everyone there has been through shit or is looking for someone. And then you find out that, uh, what's the, um, I'm going to find the name right now. It's uh, Ventress, that she's got cancer. Like, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's it's like a hopeless kind of thing. Like, so Jennifer Jason Lee. It makes you care about the characters, uh, too. Jennifer Jason Lee plays Dr. Ventress. She's kind of the leader of the expedition, kind of the leader of the facility who basically mm-hmm. once they take in Natalie Portman's character, um, you know, that they, you, that's like the main course of interaction, right? Mm-hmm. And you see, you, she's kind of mysterious. Um, I told Jake earlier that in the middle of the movie, Abby Lee Dover was like, hey, is that Daisy Domingue? Uh, I was looking at her. I'm like, okay, I know this face. It's usually much grosser looking because she was also in Twin Peaks and she just eats chips in a van the whole time. It's weird. So I was like, okay, then I figured um, it out. Yeah. So she was really great. And you find out the reason why she 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 wants to get to this lighthouse. She, they The whole goal of the movie is they want to figure out what this is and how they could possibly stop it. Uh, it's never really implied if the uh, the shimmer is bad or good is it evil is it alien is it natural that kind of stuff is what is where the ambiguous uh nature of this movie is but they want to get there and figure it out they go in they start their mission they wake up at the campsite and right then i thought i was watching the remake or the new blair witch movie because it like kind of for a second you feel like they're in that hole like where are Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But how obviously many, way better. How many days? I'm such a sucker for the, we've only been asleep for a night, but like eight days have gone by. Yes. I, that mm-hmm. is my favorite. That's like Lost. Dude. All that kind of stuff. I, I love, love that it. shit too. That's the stuff that I said to you, Craig, in the car reminds me of like Mirkwood Forest from um, the, the Hobbit. And then also of, there's like in the Chronicles of Narnia in the book, The Dawn Treader, they go to like an island of nightmares where like the shores have a mist around them and like you get stuck and you don't know how much time passes. And like it just I love that kind of shit. Like it's it's scary. It's scary. It's very scary. It's cool. They don't really yeah. explain that loss of loss of time kind of thing. They don't really go into it. You just kind of buy into the fact that like the rules of like time and space. It just doesn't. Yeah. Well, they say like. <clears throat> 
or later on in the, or it might even be earlier in the film when, you know, they cut back to her being interrogated. Mm-hmm. They're like, you were in, they tell her she, they're like, you were in there for four months. Uh-huh. You know, she, that this, this happened in four months. And, and when you're watching it, it seems like they're in there for two days. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't know. And, and he even is like, what did you eat? And she's like, I don't even remember eating. Yeah. Right. Like, it just doesn't physics weeks. just doesn't work the same i guess like just things don't work the same when you're in that yeah bubble now, now jake you're a resident creature expert there's a there's some interesting uh creatures in this movie i want to run yeah. these down to get your okay. uh opinions Let's do and it. then after that we're going to play a little game called uh name the mondo print that's oh okay. that's my favorite game so uh we've got the crocodile you mentioned mm-hmm. it's like an oversized. It's an alligator. What I say? Crocodile. Crocodile. Oh, okay. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's, fine. it's I, okay. I, I don't even want to be one of those people who's like, "What's the difference?" But really, Jake, <laughs> why do you tell us the difference? Could you tell us? Well, it sounds like no. we may need to. Since physics doesn't apply, I guess it's really important to talk about this goddamn alligator. <laughs> and what, once it's in the shimmer, it's whatever it wants to be. Yeah. It's whatever it wants to be. Exactly. I was like, oh crack. shit, look at that reindeer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the alligator. What? Uh, what, yeah. uh, what how do you rank this creature? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, it basically just looks like an alligator. You know what I mean? It doesn't like there's not anything crazy when you see it. It looks big. You know, it's white. It just looks like an albino alligator until you until you get those like close ups of what the teeth look like. Right. And um, and I knew just from like seeing a couple stills, I knew like when I saw that landscape, I'm like, this looks like where the alligator is coming from. I was like, I right. bet this is the alligator right. part. Um. Definitely got an anaconda vibe, that whole Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just that whole, like, overgrown jungle kind of, like, swampland. Yeah, it was like that for sure. Ice Cube was there. Yeah, he was was hanging out. Um, No, I liked it, man. Uh, I I liked all the creatures. Um, What what else you got? You got a list over there? List of creatures? Well. You want to rank them? Um. We want to talk about the big one? I do. Well, what I liked about this movie is that, like, it didn't go for the every corner they turn. There's just some new crazy creature that's insane. Like it could have gone right. that way. There's really only a few. How it could have played uh, almost better as a full-on horror movie, where it's like things get more and more fucked up with each kill. I mean, they did, but like seeing Natalie Portman t- fucking get this machine gun going on this alligator, dude, that was insane. and the whole the way. So once I the alligator once the alligator's dead in the when they're inspecting it and looking at the teeth and yeah. she's noting how it's more like a shark. Concentric way, circles. Well, the way the pattern, pattern, mm-hmm. patterning, the pattern of the teeth and everything, but the way they shot it where you're looking from the inside of the alligator's yeah. mouth and they're just holding open. That was awesome. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to the, the very, cinematographer. Very, very cool. Um, so yeah, you got that. Um, before we get to the bear, we got to talk about maybe the most disturbing scene in the film. Oh okay. yeah, that one was. I know what you're talking about. They find the uh, the, video. the video for those who come after us. For those yeah. who come after us, there is a video. Um, I want to describe this in the most accurate way possible. Well, <laughs> first of all, though, like it. So I, I feel like everyone probably had a feeling like, hey, whatever is about to be on this tape is probably going to be weird. It's probably going to show us a little bit about why these people were going crazy. I wasn't expecting it to be like 
is insanely intense as it was. Before we Dude. talk about it, anybody listening to this who hasn't seen Annihilation, Stop A, listening. why are you listening yeah, to it? And B, you're going, the fuck? No wonder this movie hasn't made any money. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, so it's Kinda. a video of, of the, the last crew that was in there, Oscar Isaac's there. Obviously, that's Natalie Portman's uh, husband. His character's name was Kane, mm-hmm. uh, brother of the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and- gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. Maybe it's his doppelganger. We'll get there. Uh, and they're 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 cutting open the abdomen. Yeah, he's just slicing. And it what? Open. But what it look? It, it more than that. It looks like the guy is just like letting him do it. He's yeah. just like he says, like, "Are you ready?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." Dude, and then he unnatural. just plunges a fucking knife right into his belly. And he Dude. just cuts it, cuts a flap open, cuts a little window. Yeah. Oh, and then what's inside that window is again like one of the most. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is I don't that? know. I've. I don't know what. It is. I would describe it as imagine intestines that were bigger than they were supposed to be, but also moved in a very worm-like fashion. They look. Yeah, they're just like twirling, and they're mm-hmm. twirling in like opposite directions too. Oh, it's like man. it looks like a. It looks like a coil. Of gray intestines churning, each moving. one, yeah, churning like in a different position. All sorts of weird. It's and what I what I really love about this movie is that because it's explained that what's happening inside of this inside of the shimmer is that, like we talked about earlier, all DNA of all of the life form in there is, you know, everything from plants and animals to whatever is refracting and reflecting and causing all these abnormalities. Combining, splitting, yeah. You don't have to really explain it other than here's a really fucked up thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fucking with them physically, it's fucking with them mentally, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's quite disgusting. Yeah, because I think, it, yeah, at that point, that's really when things start to turn south. Like, the one, uh, the girl, the paramedic, like, she completely freaks out and, like, denies that it's even happening. Like, she's like, stand, like, no, it's unnatural, like, no... That was a trick of the light kind of thing. But then things just get more and more fucked up. But the visuals are, again, like, so stunning and gorgeous. If we're going to talk about, like, Mondo print territory, there were so many moments, like, the... uh, the body of that guy that's like exploded like in two parts in that tile. Yeah, it's it's that it's the body of that guy. That guy. That they cut the yeah the intestine. Jake, yeah. I want to see this movie again. First of all, second of all, I want that to be a Mondo poster, and I really want the lighthouse with like the skulls outside to be a Mondo yeah. print too. Cause it's fucking sweet. I gotta feel like I gotta feel like there'll, there'll be some good prints. I I, the, I saw this movie you know the the first night I saw it, and then I immediately started like looking up all this shit online and trying to trying to figure out what I thought it meant or, or what I thought the ending was, you know, try to like make sense of it because it's, I feel like I got a pretty good grasp of what I think, you know, happens in the end of the movie, but it mm-hmm. took me like reading articles. It took me reading about the book and, yeah. and I was like, I, I need to, I got to go see this movie. And like, I just have, I got to go see it again. And, you know, uh, seeing it the second time I picked up a couple of things that I didn't, Notice the first time I know we haven't really talked about the bear too much yet, but um, <clears throat> Oscar Isaac's character has a bear tattoo on him. Okay. okay. And I thought that was weird. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, fuck. He's got a bear tattooed on Like you see it earlier in the movie when they're in uh, when they're in bed together, just like hanging out. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, there is a scene where she's being interrogated and she looks down at her arm and she she has a tattoo on her arm. Yeah. 
the the very next scene is her in the boat talking to Shepard. Yeah. And she pulls her sleeve down on that same arm and they like make it a point to show that she didn't have the tattoo when she was inside. Oh, shit. It was like a bruise. That becomes like a figure eight tattoo or something like that. It is, but when I was watching this movie the second time, I was like trying to figure that shit out. I was like watching the tattoo. Every time it showed her arm, I was like looking. I was like, where the fuck did that tattoo come from? Whenever they uh, come across the body in the pool that's like all exploded, uh, that body has that tattoo. So it almost jumped. it has the tattoo, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she somehow gets it from just being in there. Um, I also was reading that there's like almost like an illustrated man, Ray Bradbury kind of thing that happens throughout the movie where all the tattoos are like in motion and animated. Like oh on their yeah. skin. God damn it. Now I really want to go back and see this movie because I, I had no idea that That's any of that cool. stuff was going on. I recognized the tattoo once it was more prominent, but I don't think I was aware of its absence, so... I mean, yeah. I just, now I want to go back and see it yeah. again. Um, so I guess we should say as the movie progresses, like the rest of the team is kind of uh, getting killed off. Teared down, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, that's what that's what happens with these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So Tessa Thompson's, like, her departure was kind of, like, beautiful and tragic, though, with, like, the way that, it's it was my favorite much, scene. It's like a suicide thing. Besides the to end of the movie. To wander and become part of it and like do it voluntarily. Let's do it. Let's talk about the plant people. Let's do it. Dude, I want a plant person in my garden. <laughs> I want a garden. Then I want a plant person. So they notice that there are these uh, plant formations that all look... It was very similar to like you hear about the shadows on the wall of a uh, like a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the projection. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah, the bodies yeah, are yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so you have these, like, really uh, just, they look like well-manicured, uh, like you would see, like, at Disney World, the way they manicure. Botanical garden. Like yeah. a topiary yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, just, it, but you th- you don't really know why they're in the shape of people, but then I guess it becomes pretty ob- obvious that these maybe were people that turned into plants. Things? That's well. Th- Maybe that that could be, but I don't think that's the way they explain it. She mm-hmm. that that at that point in the film, that's when they're starting to realize the refraction, the yeah. DNA thing. Right. And I think, like she says, these plants have the genes that make people the form they are. So I think what what we're supposed to think is just that since DNA is refracting. Um, some you know that gene of a human that's been in here has refracted and ended up in a plant okay so the plant grew that way now they do it could be both i mean that's what that's that's the explanation i think they give for the film but then you know a few scenes later she turns into a a plant i guess you know they don't really show it but she's she's got plants growing out of her so i guess that's open to being either either one if it's open to interpretation my interpretation would be that somehow that's the only somewhat pleasant way to go of like embracing it because doesn't the girl that gets taken off by in the first oh god now i'm gonna get a little confused wasn't um what um, what is it when the first girl's dragged off like in the first kill yes uh-huh does it isn't she turn up like as part of the as part of the bear yeah yeah so yeah, like, well, I don't know. okay. Maybe I'm she just, does. Maybe she, I'm just no, saying no, no, if you she, don't struggle, you end up in a, like, a better way, like staying, I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm saying. No, stop. That's interesting. I mean, there's nothing. The the big thing about this movie is that it is open to interpretation. I want to see it again before I make a big statement on it, though. I think I had the inkling of a thought, but I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see it again. We're gonna see it again. Can we talk about the bear? We keep like talking yeah. around the bear. Can about, we talk about the scariest about the thing I've ever seen in he's my life? So, I I just I I have talked before about how like we we all love horror movies. We've talked about them a lot on the show, but we've also talked about like what things are legitimately scary. Like when was the last time you've been in a movie and like legitimately been freaked out or scared? And I before last week could not tell you like movies. Might have some creepy things in them, but they're but they're very rarely like seriously scary. And uh, this fucking bear happens, and <laughs> it's like uh-huh. so. First of all, all right, we got. I guess we got to talk. It, it uh, it grabs Shepard. You don't see it. You see like you know a silhouette of it. It grabs her, takes her away. You don't see her again. They find her dead body. Right. Um, but then the one girl who um. She's kind of like having a meltdown. She thinks her, you know, her fingertips are moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to think that maybe her inside, she says it at some point, like, if, if you cut me open, would my insides be moving too? Yeah. And, and she ties everybody to a chair while they're asleep. Um, and she, it seems that she's about to murder them. And then you hear Shepard scream in the background, um, who, you know, they've you already... Dead. They've already confirmed she is dead. Mm-hmm. So she runs out and it's this it's this bear with no face and it has like a skull for a face. Yeah. And it comes in and first of all, you're Fuck. like, well, this you're like, well, this is scary looking. But then it opens its goddamn mouth and it has like the screams of Shepard are co- like her last words are like, help me. And those words are coming out of the bear but it just sounds so fucking like it's I don't know. It's just the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, Craig, you were talking earlier about how like the last, you know, 20 minutes of the movie has this really great sound design. And I think I was talking with someone else like the guy who made this movie. He knows like it's like he knows every he knows visually what to do. And a lot of people when they make films, they don't pay enough attention to like sound design. Right. And they'll just, you know, every horror movie is just like jump scare music and like hits and strings. And it's like this guy knows what to do with your with the music, with, you know, sound effects. And it's a big part of this movie. And it makes that scene so fucking scary. Like I was like, I'm going to have nightmares about this thing tonight. (laughs) And when I saw it the second time, I was like, all right, I've already seen this. And I was like, Nope, this is just as horrifying as it was the first time. Just like the way that thing moves around them. And it's like, it's trying to get them to like, she says to the one girl, don't react. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing bears really do. But it's like this bear is taunting them and it's trying to scare them into screaming or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's awful. Yeah. It's oh. so awful. Dude, when it's like doing the sniff sniffs between their heads, it's literally like I was on edge like grabbing Craig. And no, I don't feel that kind of like terror that often in the movie theater or even at home. Yeah. So like it was. Yeah. Well, I hope so, not. God. <laughs> Except for when I, I feel it mostly you. at home. Um, when I read my books, no, dude, that was, 
It was so scary. And I thought of you when I saw that. Um, and I saw the picture that you drew of it. Um, oh, thanks. Before yeah. I saw the movie, which I kind of got mad about. You, well, you know what? I didn't post it for that it reason. Really, it looks really I didn't good, want though. you guys to see that, but yeah. It's cool. It didn't ruin anything. So. Um, yeah. Definitely one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I was smiling the whole time, but also terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Yeah. It, I don't know, it's just like a good movie-going experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you like, a movie is supposed to, like, get you to emote, whether that's laugh, cry, f- feel scared, happy, sad, whatever it is. And, like, this movie succeeded on every level. So, mm-hmm. good job, Annihilation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, that all happens, and I think... I guess the scene we were just talking about with the plants, the plant humans is mm-hmm. after this. Um, but anyways, basically they're trying to make it to the shore to go to the lighthouse. And uh, as shit continues to hit the fan, they're rapidly like mutating. Uh, eventually Natalie. Uh, oh, I guess mm-hmm. trying to think Dr. Ventress goes off on her own to find the lighthouse, right? Yeah. She just kind of disappears. She yeah. She's disappears. like, she's like, I'm taking off. And then you just don't see her again yeah. until. Yeah. Um, so it all leads up to Natalie Portman. Finding yeah. the Roddick lighthouse. goes off, does her thing. Natalie Portman goes to the Natalie Portman mm-hmm. goes to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So this is probably 20, 25 minutes left in the movie. From the second she walks into that lighthouse to the end of the movie might've been like my favorite thing I've ever experienced in a movie theater. Wow. I cannot stress to you enough. If you are listening to this and for some reason have not seen it, or you like watched it, not in a movie theater somehow, this is a, this is a movie you have to sit in a movie theater with a great sound system, find a IMAX or a Dolby, whatever, find the biggest theater you can. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be anybody in there. We were alone in the theater (laughs) and sit there and just let and just like become one with the screen. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. you don't even have to do drugs. It is trippy. It is insane looking. It's like it, it, it reminded just, me it reminded me of like the end of 2001 a space odyssey at some yeah. point when she's like staring into uh the you know life form the whatever the the Green alien well, life form or whatever it is, right. you know. Yeah. Well, let's let's build it up. So she she walks down the shore she's passing all of these crystal what is it like uh they're like ice trees, trees or something yeah, yeah I don't know. very crystal very cool ice looking trees. uh they look like the little ice foxes from the last jedi yeah kind of. it's gorgeous. yeah uh, everything's twinkling and there's all these skulls yeah in like body parts kind of meticulously like lined up it's artistic it's beautiful there's like a weird uh, the lighthouse looks like looks like it's also living. Like there's a bunch of vines and stuff and weird structures that you see growing everywhere else, growing up on it. Um, but yeah, you've seen the lighthouse since the beginning. You know that's where the initial impact was for whatever created the shimmer. So you know there's stuff going on. You know they have to get to the lighthouse. They're there. She goes in. She goes in, and there's a video camera set up, and you see the the remains of a dead body against the wall, and. Uh, there's like this hole, which I guess has been explained is like when the asteroid hit, like that's the hole it made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the hole it made. Um, she doesn't go in immediately. She watches the video, uh, which is kind of a really cool plot device. They used it a couple times in this movie. You're obviously not going to be able to figure out what happened to these people uh, that were in there before, but they've left clues. Um, 
so this really heartbreaking thing happens where you she watches her husband she, kill himself. Basically, yeah. she watches Kate. Like yeah. so, we, we talked about earlier how Kane had come back. Um, the reveal here is that you see Kane talking to his doppelganger, uh, which somehow in the Shimmer, a, a new version of Kane has uh, appeared, and you see him use a grenade to kill himself, and just think of this this woman who is seeing her husband who she was also cheating on and like all this mixed emotion and like she thinks he's alive and she's now learning. She's like in there trying to save, she literally her whole reason for going in is trying to figure out what it is so she can save him because he's dying on the outside. But now she realized he already died and whoever that is on the outside isn't her husband. So it's like a fucking crazy moment. And you know, what's fucking awesome. They did not have to use weird Poorly written exposition. They don't have to explain. Like no they don't have to come out dialogue explain. in that yeah. last act. It's great. You see him talking, and honestly, I started kind of putting that together. Like, oh, this is a clone or another version of him. Well, they, they, they from 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 the moment they get in there, from before they even get in there, they talk about. You know, she says the mutations get you know more intense the deeper they get in, and she says you start seeing doubles of things. And right. you know, whenever they oh, see they the, saw the two little. When they see the deer or whatever, there's two of them, and they're like doing they're doing the exact movement, like almost like they're attached to each other, and you start right. seeing doubles of things. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so that all goes down. It's very scary, very heartbreaking. She goes into the hole. She finds uh, Doctor Ventress. Doctor Ventress, who mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Jake, I know you haven't watched the new uh, season of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I was watching at the end of this movie, w- some of it was reminiscent of some of the visuals in Twin Peaks this year. Just Weird. like, mm-hmm. I, I, how do you even explain the end of this movie? Like, I, I don't even know if we should even attempt to other than it's beautiful and weird and confusing. And I was telling Abby last night, I am such a sucker for movies like 2001 or Contact or Interstellar where you're kind of trying to figure it out the whole time in that last 20 minutes. You're just going, I, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Jake uh, mission to Mars? Yeah, I have. You know how like they're just going on a mission to Mars and it's like, Oh, what's going to happen? And then like the last 20 minutes, there's like dinosaurs and like, they're learning yeah. like, <laughs> like <laughs> they're learning like the meaning of life and all that. It's kind so of stuff. weird. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm a sucker for that. I feel like all movies, no matter what, should end to get super meta. Yeah, like exactly. Spiral out, I like that. Get um, but basically- I mean, we can, we can give, we can give like the long drawn out version of what happened or we can give the, like the quick, this is how it went down. Mm. Well, there's no way we're going to be able to describe it and do it justice, but basically there's a fire. There's some blood. Ventress dies. She gets, she like evaporates or something. She like becomes electronic dance music at one point. It's crazy. She becomes Moby, uh-huh. the DJ. <laughs> Moby is what's been in the lighthouse the whole time. That's what I thought that was. They all this whole screensavers. this whole thing is just his experimental new right. album. No, it's uh-huh. Fat Boy Slim. They open up the lighthouse. It's just like rah 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 rah. Whoa, it's lighthouse. Who, who's that? You're doing? Uh, 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 uh I'll leave. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Um, 
the blood that's kind of extracted from um, a droplet of. Well, for, first of all, let's yeah. say I, I'm this. So when uh, Ventress explodes, uh, this she explodes into this energy that forms a ball, which I'm pretty sure is the is the extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. right? I would like agree. that is the life form. That is the alien. That's what's kind of causing everything. Yeah. Right. And then there's like there's like a thing where like two drops of blood are they they're kind of like extracted from extracted from Lena's face, which combined with the ball, which forms this humanoid a humanoid like creature who is basically it's a it's her double it's forming a double it's her doppelganger. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she tries to fight her doppelganger (laughs) and it fights back because it's just a mirrored image. Mm -hmm. It's very. I felt Insane. like that life form was, it, as it grew in strength, it was extracting from her. And it was, this is just my interpretation, it was like the majority of her essence. And in order to like, like it, she can't exist while it exists kind of a thing. Is that true? Like, I don't know. What did you well, think? No, what did I don't you be- read? I, well, I don't believe that because Kane exists with his, do- okay. like Kane's talking to his double, you know what I mean? Like he's, he tells his double to go find Lena. I think it's just trying to form and mm-hmm. it's mimicking her. And I don't think it's being, I don't think it's being malicious. I don't think it's trying to kill her. It's just doing what she's doing. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, it's mimicking her every move. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think the life form or the alien is there to. It's not like a virus or something. That's no, to, it's to, just it's just this weird thing that's happening, it's just, and it's uh, just doing what it does. Mm-hmm. It's just doing. It's just like trying to form into its own thing, and even like you know, whenever she talks to Kane's double late, later on, or even earlier, it doesn't know anything. You know, it's not smart. It's like she's asking it questions, and it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's it's like a newborn doesn't know anything, right. and um, yeah. Like an so Alex she kills newborn. it. She, she yeah. <laughs> so she she kills it. There, there's like a there's a weird little interpretive dance sort of thing. Not really, but it kind of seems like that. Uh-huh. And she kills the thing. She makes it uh, blow oh, itself up with a grenade. She, she runs out. It starts a fire, and it just burns everything. And, yeah. and I. But the and, whole time, there's this one part where the screen is just like this entire, like, I don't know. You feel like you're in a kaleidoscope or something, and the music's just like, I, I can't even describe it. I don't know. It it feels like, like, like you're seeing everything and nothing at the same time. Yeah, I, that's I when she, you're talking about when she's like looking into it and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. moving. And fo- that's the part that really reminded me of 2001 A Space Odyssey because it right. seems like the part when he's, you know, flying through space and there's all the colors and the yeah. music and the weird, like it's exactly like that. It's like she can't, she she doesn't know what she's looking at, but you can't look away from it because it's just weird and, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's definitely, like I said earlier, it's definitely something you want to experience at a theater. Um Mm-hmm. But then she gets out. Yeah. Could she have left if while that thing existed? Or was it preventing? Uh, it's, I mean, it seemed like she tried to leave. And yeah, it, but and the, it, it prevented, prevented her from her. leaving. So that's where I was interpreting that it was malicious. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think 
I mean, who knows what would have happened if she would have hung around with it, you know, because yeah. like when you when you see the video of Kane and his, it's not doubling him anymore. It's right. just hang, he's just it's working the camera for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think I think I don't think it has a brain. I think it I think it's just there. And you can be like, all right, hey, hold this, stand here. And it would just do it. It doesn't know what you're... Now I'm starting to see a lot of Twin Peaks connections. I'm thinking of the Black Lodge and the Doppelgangers. Dude, if it's and... Twin Peaks, then nobody fucking knows what's going on. <laughs> Not even David Lynch. Um, <laughs> but basically, once she kills the Doppelganger, or it explodes, that that kills the life form. It sets fire to everything. It sets fire, yeah. and, and basically everything dissipates in the shimmer essentially goes away yeah um cut to she's still being kind of debriefed she as soon as the shimmer goes away the doppelganger of kane uh basically is is now breathing on his own again and he's getting better and the movie ends with her and him embracing and she knows that's not really her husband Mm-hmm. Well, he responds. He doesn't think it's him because she right. asks if he's really him, and he says, "I don't think so." And he asks if it's really her, and she doesn't respond. And they do the close up of her eye, and they and shimmer, you, and it shimmers. So that's the question you're kind of left wondering: is is that actually the original, you know, Lena? Well, what do you guys think? And I'll tell you what I think. Abby, I mean, at this point, I have no idea. Like I. <laughs> How could I know? I mean, I imagine that it's the way I felt is it's probably like somehow it's her, but also not like she's got something else. She's been, she's in the process of, yeah, but uh, I honestly am not sure. So what is the general consensus? I I, I mean, well, go ahead. Well, I just, I'll say without, I haven't really read about it. My interpretation was that if you were in the shimmer, you've mutated even if that's the original like body or host like it's not 100% like she's carrying a piece of it with her yeah that's that's exactly what I think I I think it's her I think that's the original Lena but you know she says it early in the film she's like it's in me you know she she says that exact thing she's like it's in me and the other girl's like it's gonna be in all of us It, it it there's no once you're in there something is happening to you. And and I think it's different for every person who's in there because what I think, if you go off what they say is happening, DNA is just refracting and hitting and bouncing off of things, then you have no idea what you're going to get. You know what I mean? You That's what hap- That's why the alligator has shark. It just, it, that's what it got. Right. You know, the plants got human. It just, it doesn't matter. Whatever hits you, Maybe that guy whose intestines were rolling around got worm DNA in him and his intestines turned into worms. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. going to affect everybody differently, but it affects you somehow. And it's in her and it's happening to her. And maybe, maybe since it's all dead, maybe it's not going to go any further. Maybe she's not going to turn into some kind of monster or die in some awful way, Yeah, but she's going to carry it for the, like it's in her. There's a really Somehow. good SNL sketch in all of I this. was just about to propose, what are you guys bringing into the Shimmer that you want to have become a part what of What do you want to turn into? Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh. I want, you want Dan Aykroyd? Yes. I'm just, I, I just, oh, I right now, all I keep picturing is like an SNL sketch where they're all in the Shimmer and like 
like uh, I know he's not on the show, but like Bobby Moynihan becomes like part pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh, look at me. I'm a pizza man now. Uh, Somebody who just keeps getting more shitty tattoos. Somehow oh he's God. like, how did I? How did I end up with another tattoo? I got a tattoo of a lower back with a lower back tattoo on it. Uh, on my arm. My tram stamp has a tram stamp. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a really good movie, and it's definitely something I can't wait to see again. Uh, I don't know. It gets released on Netflix internationally in March, but I imagine that the way it's doing in the box office, we're going to be seeing a home video release very soon. Yeah. Um, well, final thoughts on Annihilation. Do we want to rank it? Four stars, one to ten? How do we like to do that? I mean, we've never settled on one. Jake doesn't like rating and ranking. I don't like yeah. rating, that, but we was we that go the through horse that episode. killed Carl? I just heard. Uh, did it he was, get trampled, yeah. Jake? What just happened? Is that a Carl trample? Um, um, yeah. I give I, it. I give it four out of four Carl tramples. Yes, that's good. <laughs> I'd give it two of like the hands up in the air emojis, like. <laughs> Since it's all about deformities and genetic mutation, I give it three thumbs up. <laughs> um, I did want to say on, on a I don't know if this is a serious note but one thing that really struck me in the movie is like uh, they talk about cancer a lot mm-hmm. and the you know Lena is a biologist and mm-hmm. she studies cell mutation and cancer and she teaches it um, and obviously uh, I keep wanting to call her Riggins for some reason Ventress Dr. Venture uh, Dr. Ventress uh, it's, like it's, not Dr. it's Ventress. revealed that she has cancer and then I think they refer to somebody having a daughter with leukemia. Maybe that was, you know. Yeah, that was. Maybe that was Ventress's Shepherd, daughter. Shepard's daughter. Shepard's daughter had leukemia. And then, you know, the shimmer itself is all about uh, genetic mutations and, 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 and cells shit, yeah. and all that shit. And it's really kind of a heavy metaphor. Uh, cancer, I think, is like the scariest thing in the world. And I don't, it's not something I like to think about. And they get right into it. Uh, but man, it was a really like all joking aside, a really phenomenal film, and I cannot recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Right, all it's right. scary and beautiful, and those are two things that I like having like back and forth. And it was visually stunning. It was a mind fuck. I like that we're all able to discuss it. I don't like that I don't have all the answers because like I'm someone who wants to know everything. So I feel like I need to go read more, and I probably should go see it a second time. But I would recommend to everyone listening, please go see it. Go see Black Panther 2 if you haven't seen it, although pretty much the whole world has. So yeah, put your money Panther. towards Annihilation because it deserves it. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Um, real, my only note on Black Panther is they did this thing on Jimmy Fallon last night where uh, people were talking like in this room, talking about how much Black Panther meant to them. And then, like, Chadwick Boseman would come out and surprise them. Like, one Fuck! Of you're spoiling it for me. I knew he was on. I haven't watched it yet. So it was really I, funny. I'm going to watch it. But this one guy... It's before he comes out, and they're like, how many times have you seen Black Panther? He's like, I've seen it three times. Twice in the theater, once on bootleg. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. That's awesome. It was really funny. That's great. Um, But, yeah, listen, nobody needs our thoughts on Black Panther. It's a a good Marvel movie. It's, uh, from a cultural perspective, it's it's really great. It's really important. It's affecting a lot of people. It's a very positive movie. It's funny. It's funny. Great characters. Uh, but you can make the argument that it's... It's fine. It, it does fit into some of the formulaic Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But let's, you know, let's just all have a good time. I think it's cool that people are excited about it, so... Absolutely. There you go. Um, having said that, Natalie Portman is off my shit list. Not that she was on it, but 
I don't know. I've never been. She's a huge... on a different list now. I like her. I like her a lot. She's I thought she great. was real cool. I thought She's she was real... tough as fuck. Um, and yeah, I thought she was a real character, and I thought this movie was full of them. So cool. I want to. I want to do a costume from this movie. I want everyone. I want you, and uh, I want Catherine, and I want Julia, and and Jake, and I to do costumes from this movie. All right. Let's do it. Let's All do right? it. I'll be that bear. Yeah, I thought Jake was gonna be the bear. All right, I'll be the I'll be the bear's friend. Carl, <laughs> you, can, you can be I'll little be Carl. bear. I'll be the horse. <laughs> uh, cool. Craig, me and you are gonna be the like the deers, the double the, or whatever. We're, we'll be those things, dude. That's cute. Their, you like, guys move in unison. Uh, yeah, it. it's gonna be very Somewhere out there, there was a synchronized swimming coach who watched that scene and went, "Oh, this is glorious!" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Finally. We had a great time seeing Annihilation. We got so many major movies coming up. Just in the next two months, we've got Ready Player One. We've got mm-hmm. Han Solo. We've got mm-hmm. Avengers. We didn't even mention Avengers was moved up a week. What? To April cool. 27th. So it, Avengers, why am I nervous about that? I'm like, well, why? Why didn't I get moved up a week? The uh, <laughs> the reason is to space it out from Han Solo to, to give it more time to make more money before oh, Han Solo comes okay. out. Because um, Han Solo is going to crush it's going to crush it. Uh, Ryan Johnson. No. It's going to crush something. Oh. I'm not even there right now. Another Guy. day. We'll talk about that. There's a lot of big movies coming out this summer. Jurassic World's obviously coming down the pipeline. Um, if you want to join. The pipeline. The pipeline. Oh, that's good. Every time you say that, I just think of Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jake, you're like the Daniel Day-Lewis of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Am I? That's a, that's a very, very good compliment. Method. Well, you're always in. Uh, you never. You never break from your character. Like guys, Jake doesn't break from character. Like even if you see him in real life, he's he's complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still talking shit. Yeah, he's That's talking. Great. There are times when we'll be on the phone. We're like, dude, we sound like we're podcasting right now. We're like making yeah. big proclamations all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a last thing, and then I'll do my plugs, and we'll get out of here. There was this thing the other day. It was like, how do you know if like. You, who your real friends are. And it was like breaking down the four things you do with a real friend. But the last one was talk on the phone. Like mm-hmm. you only talk on the phone with your real friends, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we all talk. We all do. So I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. It's true. We talk. All of it. Yeah. Call a friend. Call your friends. Call your friends. They miss you. All right. Mm-hmm. If you want to join in on the discussion, yes, have some on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. Go ahead. Give us a like, give us a follow. And uh, we post all sorts of stuff on there. The main place you want to be, though, is Facebook Group Therapy. Yes, have some group therapy. That's our discussion group after episodes. We post our episodes. We talk about movies. We talk about TV shows, toys, all the stuff we talk about here happens on Facebook. Yes, have some group therapy. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at YHS Podcast. And, of course, our website is yeshavesomecast.com. Now... As far as the podcast goes, now that I got all that out of the way, find us on iTunes. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah? Yeah. Is that where you find this us? Yes. Where do you guys <laughs> find us? Uh, you find us on iTunes or any other podcast app, whichever app you use, whether it's RSS feed, uh, Downcast app, the iTunes native app. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure that you leave that five-star review in iTunes. It helps us more than you know. And that's all I got. We really appreciate everybody joining us for episode 89. 
has been annihilated. I'm so glad we did that Ooh. summer of 89 episode that we've been talking about. It's oh, out. yeah. Would have been perfect. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We've been talking about we've been talking about that episode since episode two. Wait a minute, I just realized <laughs> something. Annihilation is a ripoff of Gremlins too. Why? Oh, oh, is what? it electricity gremlin? Shiver like gremlin? All those gremlins, they they're they're mutating into whatever they interact with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, what if vegetable gremlin showed up in an annihilation? <laughs> that after like, credit right scene. The goes in. Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> after credit scene. Back in the shimmer, in the lighthouse, it's just that uh, the the alien creature and the brainy gremlin, and he's like, "Yeah, just wow. having a conversation." Being a doppelganger these days is very hard. Uh-huh. Can I hear it, <laughs> New York? Uh, you always see all the gremlins crawling out of that hole inside the lighthouse and feeling them. I love that annihilation is a secret gremlin sequel. It's it's a prequel. It's like a gremlin's prequel. That thing turns into Gizmo at the end. Gargoyle, like Bat Gremlin flies out, becomes a gargoyle. Yeah. What is it? Oh it's called a Mogwai. It's got a couple rules. <laughs> All right, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, this is Brain Gremlin saying if you want a podcast experience worth having, check out Yes Have Some. Play it, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. We have to play that right we now. Do, we, we do, we do. This, this I'm just going to keep going. I was going to do more Annihilation references. What is that there? Oh my God. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Yes, I have some podcasts. Jake's probably like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I like it. All right. Bye, Don't everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.